the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 262 CP, Bayonet Point, WTBN, Pinellas Park. Portions of this hour have been pre-recorded for broadcast at this time. Up next is Verse by Verse, sponsored by Verse by Verse Ministries. I wonder if you're burdened for the lost. I wonder if it causes you to weep that there are millions of lost people in uh, our own vicinity. I wonder if it causes you to weep that there are millions around the world who are lost. They're dying. They have no second chance. They're going to go to hell. I wonder if it causes you to, to weep. And, and I'm not talking about trying to bring it on yourself, just I'll, I'll, I'll whip up some emotion. I mean, and I'm not saying even necessarily just, just physical tears, but in your heart, you're, you're grief-stricken over it. It ought to. It ought to. The Apostle Paul had such a passion for his lost countrymen that he said he would even trade his salvation for theirs if that would save them. Of course, that's not possible, but it showed his tremendous concern for the lost. One hallmark of leadership is that real leaders feel passionately about something. Vince Lombardi was passionate about winning football games. He said that winning was not the main thing, it was the only thing. He was wrong, of course, but his passion gave him focus and purpose that led to several championships. A man named Nehemiah, who lived in Persia, had another passion. He was burdened for the needs of his countrymen back in Jerusalem. We're glad to have you here today for another verse-by-verse Radio Bible Class of the Year. Pastor Steve Kreloff is opening up to us a great book, often overlooked by Bible students. It's the book of Nehemiah. Pastor Steve is the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida. Nehemiah is a book full of great leadership principles, principles that we can adopt whether or not we are in typical leadership roles. There are three things that effective leaders have in common. Today, as Pastor Steve concludes this three-part message introducing Nehemiah, the man and the book, we'll look at those three principles. Here's Pastor Steve. Alan Redpath said this, You are never used of God to bring blessing until God has opened your eyes and made you see things as they are. As they are. In a local church like ours, there are wonderful things going on. And you know what? There are things that need correcting. And that's reality. It's also the flip side is also wrong to only see problems and never see good things. People like that are depressing to have around. So you need a balance. If you're looking for a ministry or you're presently in a ministry, I exhort you, don't be afraid to ask tough questions. See, some of us don't want to ask tough questions because we don't want the answer because they hurt. Nehemiah was hurt by the answer. You take a risk. Life has risk. You ask tough questions and you get the facts, even if it hurts. See, there's some people who don't want the facts because their minds are made up. Nehemiah was not like that. Give me the facts. Don't hold it back. See, don't avoid the pain of reality in service to Christ or in any area. Service to your family, 
Some people don't want to admit that their children are sinners. They are sinners. You know, my children couldn't possibly do that. I've always said when someone would come and, and say something about what my children did, I think, oh, is that all? No offense to my children. They're just like yours. They're just like me. That's their biggest problem. And I'm just like Adam, a sinner. Some people don't, don't face reality. They, and, they, and they need to. You cannot meet a need if you don't know what that need is. And you won't know what the need is if you don't ask tough questions and stay informed. It's a basic, basic truth, but one that's often neglected. Some fathers need to ask some, some good questions uh, about their family members to discover real needs and problems and not just leave it to their wives. Some employers need to get informed to solve real problems. Some ministry leaders need to ask those under them what's really happening. So the point is that effective service in all areas of life, church, home, business, begin with being informed, knowing what's going on, so that by God's strength, you can set about to solve the problem in God's way. But you have to know what the issues are. So that's the first quality that I see in Nehemiah. He was not afraid to be informed. He didn't say, don't tell me. Don't tell I'm living in luxury here. I don't want to know. No, he said, tell me. Tell me even if it hurts. There's a second quality. Nehemiah didn't simply accumulate the facts in his head. He didn't just get information. It didn't stop there. The facts burdened him. And that's the second quality. He was burdened, overwhelmingly burdened, I might add. He was burdened. Notice verse 4 goes on to say, after he heard these words, he said, I sat down and wept and mourned for days. Uh, that's been on my mind all, all week. I sat down and wept and mourned for days. That, that's bothered me because I don't sit down and weep and mourn like I should. You see, even though Nehemiah had a very comfortable job, be cupbearer of the king, he, he lived in luxury. Unless, of course, the food was poison. You know, they didn't live at all. But generally, if he continued living, it was in luxury. And he lived about, about 800 miles away. He might have said, I, I really don't care. I'll pray, I'll pray, you know, when I have my quiet time. Um, but it's not my problem. I don't live there anymore. He probably never lived there, actually parents did, but uh, he's probably born in captivity. And uh, it's not my problem. I'm here. Um, may the Lord bless them, but uh, I've got another life. No, he didn't, he didn't do that at all. His heart was broken and burdened for the struggling remnant because he had a heart for God's glory. That's really the bottom line. He had a heart for God's glory. As long as Jerusalem had no walls, it wasn't the people who he was primarily concerned about who were disgraced. It was the God of the people who was disgraced. You see, the, the enemies would, would basically, uh, this would be their thought pattern. What kind of a weak and pathetic God, what kind of a joke of a God would put his temple back there and his people there and they don't even have uh, a wall around them? I mean, that's a joke. You can't have that. You can't be defended. I, I wonder if you've ever really been brokenhearted over something that's wrong in the kingdom of God. I wonder if if... You really are brokenhearted when you hear about a problem in the church. When somebody blows it, God's people in the church, or a strategic ministry isn't being done right, does it burden your heart or does it cause you just to be critical? That's what's bothered me this week, because more times than not, it causes me to be critical and not have a broken, burdened heart. All I can think of is, oh, they should have done that. Why didn't they do this? Let's organize. 
Um, you're going to see a lot about organization in this book, but it, it's born out of a heart that was broken. Not just to fix it, but to glorify the Lord. Before you can effectively serve God, I really think you have to have uh, feel a certain pressure in your soul that's disturbed by God not being glorified. It ought to bother you for the right reasons. God's glory. Not because your ministry doesn't look good or uh, things aren't going right or they don't know what they're doing, but God isn't being honored by this. That's, I think that's the real issue. That's where service begins. In other words, before you can deal effectively with a problem, you first have to weep over that problem. Do you know uh, the Apostle Paul wept? He wept. Things bothered him. And rightfully so. Let, let me just show you a few things that bothered Paul and see if they bother you. In Romans chapter 9, in Romans chapter 9, the Apostle Paul tells us in verse uh, 1, he says, I'm telling the truth in Christ. I'm not lying. My conscience bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. He says, I want you to know what I'm about to say is absolutely true. May God be my witness. I'm telling you the truth that I have great sorrow and unceasing grief in my heart, for I could wish that I myself were accursed, separated from Christ for the sake of my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. You know what Paul was saying? If it's possible, I am so burdened for my Jewish kinsmen that if it were possible, I want to go to hell if it would save them. Now, that's not possible, but Paul meant it. You say, are you sure he wasn't speaking figuratively? I know he meant it because he said in verse 1, I lie not, my conscience is bearing witness. It's a theological impossibility. He's speaking out of emotion and not logic, but Paul meant every word of it. I wonder if you're burdened for the lost. I wonder if it, ca if, if it causes you to weep that there are millions of lost people in uh, our own vicinity. I wonder if it causes you to weep that there are millions around the world who are lost. They're dying. They have no second chance. They're going to go to hell. I wonder if it causes you to, to weep. And, and I'm not talking about trying to bring it on yourself, just I'll, I'll, I'll whip up some emotion. I mean, and I'm not saying even necessarily just, just physical tears, but in your heart, you're, you're grief-stricken over it. It ought to. It ought to. Paul had great sorrow for the lost. Not only that, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, the beginning of verse 4, he says, For out of much affliction and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears. Paul wrote to them with tears. When he penned 1 Corinthians, that was a letter that probably had drops of tears on it from Paul. Why was he, he was burned? Because it was a carnal church. That's why. Paul was crying over the Corinthians' carnality. I wonder if it bothers you when people are carnal. I wonder if it bothers you when you're carnal. It ought to bother us when we see Christians who, who claim to love Jesus, but live like they love the world, because they do love the world. I wonder if that, if that bothers you when Christians aren't living for Christ. There's something else that Paul was burdened about in Philippians chapter 3. Verse 18, he says, For many walk of whom I often told you and now tell you, even weeping, they're enemies of the cross of Christ. I wonder if it bothers you when there's false teaching. You know, I mean, let's face it, you turn on the television and, you, and the Christian station, you might get some good things. You'll also get some horrible, heretical things. I wonder if that bothers you. Because it bothered Paul. He, he wept over that because they undermined the, the word of God. 
They undermine the word of God. So Paul cried because of the lost. He cried because of carnal Christians. He cried because of false teachers undermining the word of God. Jeremiah certainly cried, and he's known as the weeping prophet. Jesus, Jesus was, was grief-stricken when, when Israel rejected him. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem. He, he, he poured out his heart to them. So quality number one is be informed. Quality number two is be burdened. Ask God. And that's what I'm doing. Ask God to, to have your heart broken with the things that break his heart. I think that's a, a valid, proper, appropriate prayer. Quality number three, when you are informed, it causes you to be burdened. It ought to. But we have to do the right thing with our burdens. And that's what, what Nehemiah did. And the third quality is he, is he fasted and he prayed. He fasted and prayed. The end of verse four says, and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven. So intense was his burden that for days he refused to eat. That's fasting. And prayed to God about the situation. And Nehemiah didn't eat away his problems. He didn't drink away his sorrows, as so many people do today. He didn't have some emotional escape for his pain. Instead, he faced his pain by looking to God to resolve the problem. That's a, that's a wonderful truth. You see, too often we try to take these problems into our own hands. We try to figure it out. If something's not going right, it must just be organizationally. Or it must be that we don't have the right person there. Or we haven't trained them right. Or uh, we need to give them more instruction. And that may be part of it. But ultimately, it comes back to uh, the fact that, that we need to seek the Lord. Because it's a, it's a ministry. We, we tend to leave God out as we take things into our own hands and try to figure it out. And there's too much of that done on a local church level. We need to pray and seek the God of heaven and even fast, which is a valid thing to do today. When you're overly burdened about something, you ought to fast. Don't announce it to everybody. Because Jesus said, don't do that. So you don't try to come across real spiritual so they'll applaud you. But it's good to fast. We try to figure it out ourselves instead of just depending upon the Lord. The Scottish novelist George MacDonald wrote these words. I, I, these are tremendous. Listen closely. In whatever man does without God, he must fail miserably. We'd all go, amen, that's right. But listen what he said. Or succeed more miserably. There is a miserable kind of success without God. Let me read that again. In whatever man does without God, he must fail miserably or succeed more miserably. You may get the job done by just some good organizational skills, but maybe God is, is left out, so you're not really resolving anything. But you think you are. Nehemiah just depended upon the Lord to deal with his burden. So the question, obviously, is how about you? How about me? Is there something that today you're trying to do for God rather than waiting on God to work things out? And there's a balance between human responsibility and divine sovereignty. There are certain things that we have to do by God's strength. There are other things that we can't do, and we have to look to the Lord to intervene. You need to spend time in prayer. If there's something that's really bothering you about a ministry, something bothering you perhaps about your family, something bothering you about something at work, are you spending time really praying, not praying, thinking about it? Too often I find myself, I call it prayer, but what I'm really doing is thinking. That's not praying. Are you really seeking the Lord? Nehemiah did. Nehemiah sought the Lord. So, so let's, let's wrap things up and see what we can, we can do. Because this is Nehemiah. 
This sets the stage for the book. The book and the man. It's a book about what? Restoration. Keep that in mind. Restoration and the man who was used by God to restore a wall and to restore people. And God used him because he was informed. Number one, are you informed? Are you going to do something about it? Are you going to uh, now maybe be a, a little more quick to listen and, and ask some, some pressing questions? Do you really grasp what the needs are in your own life? Or do you have your head in the sand? Say everything's fine. Not necessarily. So you need to do that. Number two, Nehemiah was burdened. Are you? Are you really burdened? Or is life just kind of go on? Are you burdened because God's glory is not foremost? Does it bother you for the right reasons when something is wrong in the church, something is wrong in a Christian's life, there are lost people? Does it bother you because God is not glorified? I suspect, just like me, it doesn't bother you enough. So you need to pray and ask God to cause your heart to break for the things that causes his heart to break, that cause his heart to break. And number three, Nehemiah prayed. Do you take your burdens and roll them on the Lord? And I don't mean you take it back five minutes later. You take your burdens, you roll them on Jesus Christ, or do you let them eat away at you? We really need to follow these things. And you need to make some decisions this week. And right now, what you're going to do, you need to apply these things this week, but you need to specifically nail down some, I'm going to do this. I'm going to ask certain questions. I'm going to ask, gentlemen, I encourage you, ask your wife certain questions. There may be problems in, in your relationship, and you don't know because you're not asking the questions. With your children, find out what's going on at school, in their lives. What things are really happening. What about business? What about other family matters? What about friends? Ask questions. And when you find out some things that, that trouble you, you ought to be troubled because God's not glorified. And also take those troubles and give them to the Lord. So I exhort you to do it this week. Now, if you're here without Jesus Christ, you need to be restored in a relationship with him. Actually, it's not restoration. You need to have a relationship first with him. It comes through faith. In Christ, and I know you figure he's finished. I hear the Bibles going, but you need to trust Jesus Christ alone for your salvation. I invite you after the service. Anyone who'd like to speak to somebody about accepting Christ, or perhaps it's just a spiritual problem you want to talk to. You're a Christian, you want to talk to somebody. Uh, one of our leaders will be right up here after the service. You just come up and speak to them, and and they'll they'll uh, they'll help you. But for for others now, let's just quietly bow before the Lord. In fact, all of us. Let's quietly bow before the Lord. And um, this is decision time. Maybe it's a time that, that you need to accept Christ. There are people in our, in our church family now who have responded to Christ just through the preaching of the word. Nobody even dealt with them but the Holy Spirit. And you need to ask yourself, am I really informed? Do I really uh, ask questions or do I try to escape pain? Do I think things are good and they're not? And then you need to uh, ask God to give you burdens of the same nature that he's, he's burdened about if we can put it in those terms or the things that, that, are a, uh, that cause God uh, deep concern for his glory. And then finally, what about your prayer time? You're going to pray about these things or try to fix it yourself? Let's be silent before him and then I'll close. Father, I... I pray that you'll break my heart 
over the things that break your heart for the right reasons, Lord. And I pray that each of us will have that prayer concern. I pray, Lord, that our service for you will be effective because we'll be informed, we'll be burdened, and we'll be praying. I pray for a new day to dawn in our lives that Nehemiah would, would so challenge us that we would do things differently. I pray, Lord, for all the, the people who serve in this church who uh, can be so busy trying to fix things that perhaps we've forgotten to seek you. I pray that we'll be praying more. I pray that we'll be caring more. I pray that we'll be informed better. And I pray, Father, for those who don't have a relationship with you, that a study like this might make them hungry, might make them in a proper sense jealous for what we have in Christ, because we have all the resources to, to obey this. And so I pray that uh, some here, even today, will trust Jesus alone as the only way to heaven and as their Lord, and Master, Savior. I pray that this book, Lord, will open up new truths to us like we've never seen before. Truths that are so biblical, so accurate, so right, and truths to, to change us. I thank you for this book. Uh, for some, it's a, it's a favorite book of theirs. For others, it's just a book hidden in the Old Testament, and uh, they don't know much about it. I pray that when we're through with this, Lord, not only will we know about the book and the man, but we'll know about Nehemiah's God. For we pray this in Christ's name. Amen. All too often when we pray about something, despite our sincerity, we have a tendency to simply expect God to do something, but do not consider the very real possibility that he might use us as the answer to our own prayers, or at least part of the answer. Clearly, Nehemiah was deeply moved by what he heard from his brother about conditions in Jerusalem. He went to God ready to do anything he could to help, but recognizing his need for direction. Pastor Steve Kreloff will continue this series of lessons from the book of Nehemiah on the next Verse by Verse. Pastor Steve is the teaching pastor at Lakeside Community Chapel in Clearwater, Florida, and has been serving there for more than 28 years. If you are in the Clearwater area on a Sunday morning, I hope you'll come worship with us at 1893 Sunset Point Road. Lakeside is located midway between U.S. 19 and the beaches. And if you are looking for a Christian school grades K through 12 in Clearwater, you won't find a better one than at Lakeside. Point your browser at www.lakesidechristianschool.org or call 727-461-3311. That's www.lakesidechristianschool.org and the phone number is 727-461-3311. Verse by Verse is a production of Verse by Verse Ministries. Here is Pastor Steve to talk more about this ministry and how you can participate. I'm Pastor Steve Kreloff with a special message about why people like you choose to support Verse by Verse with their prayers and financial gifts. It's my hope that you're encouraged in your faith and strengthened spiritually through the teaching you hear on Verse by Verse. If you've been blessed through Verse by Verse, please consider supporting this ministry with prayer and your financial gifts. You can call 727-441-1714. That's 727-441-1714. Or drop us a line at P.O. Box 5884, Clearwater, Florida, 33758. That's P.O. Box 5884. 
84 Clearwater, Florida 33758. Thank you. To find out more, visit our website, versebyverseradio.org. Click the Support Us link. Also on the website, you'll find today's class right there on the front page, as well as hundreds of previous ones in the archives. That's versebyverseradio.org. If you would like to hear this entire message on a CD or cassette, call us at 727-239-0306. If you get the answering machine, just leave your name and a phone number. We will return your call during normal business hours. The phone number again is 727-239-0306. A young boy was traveling by airplane to visit his grandparents. To pass the time, he was reading a take-home paper from his Sunday school class. The man sitting next to him happened to be a seminary professor, and he decided to have a little gentle fun with the young fellow. He told the boy, If you can tell me something God can do, I'll give you an apple. The boy thought for a moment before replying, Sir, if you can tell me something God cannot do, I'll give you a whole barrel of apples. This young fellow was both polite and smart. When Nehemiah went to God with his concerns for Jerusalem, he recognized God's greatness. He didn't simply blurt out, God help me. He included in his desperate prayer certain elements that led to God solving the problem. Does that mean there is a formula for getting God to do our will? Absolutely not. But God preserved the contents of Nehemiah's prayer for a reason. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.